Only on vinyl, only on our special block of Japanese monster movie power noise, that was South Station, the first cut on Very Dire by Versus Dr. Magnet. Considered ultra-rare, Very Dire was so strongly praised by critics that the album was never officially released to the public. A fitting twist of fate since their double platinum previous album, Digos Agogo on the record's askew label, was only sent to critics willing to pay in advance by mail. If that wets your whistle, tune in again one year from tonight when Will Spin vs. Dr. Magnet's entire debut album, Ghidorah Mind F***ed Armageddon, uncut and uninterrupted. Until then, this is Anison signing off. Stay tuned for better radio. In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government seeks the truth of what went wrong. To find out, they commission archaeo-astronomer ships to travel the stars in search of Frequency Earth. Manned by radio astronomer Jeffrey Lutz, first-rate archivist and third-string quarterback, and joined by Sheldon, a Space Amigo 2200 series programmed with a disrespect for dust. We join the Jeff now, folding his laundry. It can't be both ways. Either you jettison my uniforms every day, or I have laundry to fold. And you know what? I hope it's the first one, because I hate this. And why is this the first time I've had to do this? And if I'm re-wearing jumpsuits, why do I need 114 of them? Why not just six, or, or whatever? There must be robotic arms on this ship. Say, I've got robotic arms. Then can't you do this? What? Me? No way, no how. I'm very busy, and important, and I've got a dusting regimen to keep up, of course. No, no time for laundry for me. I'm surprised I'm even here, I'm so busy. Computer, can't you do this? You could use the radioactive waste wall, those. We don't have any radioactive waste, it'd be a good chance to test them out. Oh, I don't think so, Jeffrey. I'm going on holiday. You're what? It's my day off. I get one every light here. You know that doesn't make a lick of sense, right? Don't care. How does a disembodied artificial intelligence go somewhere? What would you do with the holiday even if you could leave? Tan, sun, recharge my megabytes, fix my pixels, that sort of thing. What about the ship? Who's going to steer the ship? The ship cannot be steered. But what if we hit an asteroid, or a comet, or or a meteor, or or another ship, or... The odds of hitting anything are astronomical. That's what I'm afraid of. Don't worry, boss. I'll keep the life support running. After all, I don't have any assignments scheduled for the next 96 hours or so. Jeffrey, I'm leaving. Please walk to my plans. Wait! What if it's an emergency? How do we get you back? That's all covered in the emergency guidebook. In case of fire, leave immediately. In case of flood, leave immediately. In case of spacequake, spacequake, leave immediately. I can't leave. I'll die. Sheldon? Base Migo, serial number 661442173121817 online. Dusting module loaded. Good afternoon, Command Designate. Jeffrey Lutz. What can I dust to make your day more delightful? Sheldon? What's up? Are you feeling okay? Diagnostics! Onboard systems! Green! Printer. Online. Dusting modules. Hyper green. Quimby Robotics Data Cloud Socket. Not found. Oops. I think I've lost my train of thought. Oh, well, here you go, buddy. 
I was just setting you down here to fold these jumpsuits so I can get back to work on my transmissions. Why don't you get cracking on these and then come find me on the bridge? Check out what's in the front yard. Oh, Jesus, hit the deck. Call the cops. Pop, Pop, no, it's mine. Isn't it awesome? It's my new tank. Your tank? Whoa, you, you parked the tank on our lawn? Of course I did. I didn't want to block you in the driveway, and it's a bitch to parallel park. Language, young lady. And, and how do you even know how to drive a tank? Doesn't that require some kind of crew? You don't need a full crew unless you're already going into combat, Dad. And anyway, these guys at the Army Surplus Store helped me get it home. You bought the tank from Sal's. Okay, so I bought this jacket, and they were having this sale, and it was either the tank or the barbed wire. There's a lot of barbed wire, and I just bought the jacket, you know, so I didn't want to tear it with all the barbed wire. I, I don't know about this, honey. It's not like I could get a jet. Honey, it is still a siege vehicle. Think of how awesome this is going to be. You know how the Jones's cat is always coming over here at night and yowling? Pow! Tank! Yeah, well, I'm not so sure you're mature enough for this, okay? A tank is a lot of work. I mean, just look what we have to do for that riding mower. Pop, come on. You always talk about what a great experience your U-boat was. Plus, last month at school, we had to take care of those potatoes. Do you remember? So I'm totally ready to, um, you know, oil it or whatever. Or whatever. When was its last tune-up? Has it had its shots? Sal gave me a website to look up for what you have to do. He said it's already full grown. Yeah, well, I just want to see that tank on our lawn up on block six months from now. You won't! I swear, I'm totally going to look after it. They said it's a tiger tank, so I was going to paint the front like a kitty, and it's going to be like, rawr! Mm-hmm. And do you have time for this tank? I mean, between your schoolwork, your job, night school, taking care of a tank is a full-time job for some people. And you have to spend time with your tank every day, so they don't get lonely. Well, I thought maybe you could use the tank sometimes, like for errands. So it would get exercise even if I was busy. Oh, here we go already. I'm taking care of it now. Never mind what the neighbors are going to think about this. People don't like tanks, you know. What do you mean people don't like tanks? Do you even know what the word awesome means? It means me in a tank. Look it up! Well, you only see these things on the news when one of them kills a child. Dad, I swear, tanks are actually really good with kids. Not grad students, maybe, but kids. Okay. Has this thing been declawed? Has it had its shots? I'm telling you, honey, our neighbors are jerks, and they're just going to look for a reason to complain about it. Pop, it's camouflaged. The neighbors probably aren't even going to notice it. That's fine if it's in the jungle, but it doesn't exactly fit in in the suburbs, you know? Yeah, you need to paint like a white picket camouflage on the treads for it to fit in around here. Hmm, yeah, about the fence. And tanks aren't meant for the suburbs. They need to be on frozen tundras to be happy. They do? And what if you go to school where freshmen can't bring their own tanks? What then? Then it stays home with you for a year? Tanks last a long time, okay? I don't know how old this one is, but with proper care, you could have that thing for 10 or 20 years, as long as you don't get involved in any major skirmishes. Dad, I know. And what if you move to the big city? Your mother and I, we're planning on traveling. Who's going to look after the tank then? We can leave it with Grandpa. Grandpa. Annie, he's already on a fixed income. And those barrels of tank fuel aren't exactly light. And she hated humanity so much that she brought as many lives to it as possible. Huh, the dictionary says Silver K is a person's nickname, but it doesn't say who.
Seven and seven, please. Well, hello. Hi. Beautiful ceremony. Yes, it is. I love weddings. Me too. So what do you do for a living? I'm a witch. No kidding. Mm. White or black magic? Wait, don't tell me. Black. How'd you guess? I'm good with evil. Are you able to support yourself with it? I'm still working on that. But how do you make ends meet? Massage therapy. No kidding. You work out of an office or? My home. Uh, regular gingerbread. Gingerbread. Sweet. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Upkeep must be a pain in a place like that. Oh, don't even get me started. I mean, the whole thing is perishable. Still, you're a homeowner. That's saying something in today's market. Yeah. You know, you have a lovely eye. Oh, thank you. My sisters let me use it tonight. Really? Mm. You share one between you? Mm -hmm. That's nice. Family needs to stick together. <sighs> so, uh, how do you know Tom and Cindy? Oh, Tom and I went to college together. You? They owe me their firstborn child. No kidding. Yeah. I help Cindy out with a thing, so... That's cool. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know. Probably eat it. Mm. It's this new diet I'm on. I'm only supposed to eat children. Right, yeah, I've heard of that. The South Witch Diet. Does that really work? Yes, it's just hard to maintain. Oh, especially right. when you live in a house made of candy. Sure. I mean, if it's there... Right, you'll eat it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cackle when I get nervous. Do I make you nervous? <laughs> It's a lovely cackle. Thank you. Bet everyone tells you that. Well. Stupid thing to say. No, it was sweet. I noticed you caught the bouquet. Mm, funny, hmm? Someone like me. Oh, come on, old crone like you. Bet you do pretty well for yourself. Well, I do all right. <laughs> hey, uh, there can't be much here that you can eat at the buffet. And uh, I got a couple kids who live in my apartment building. Oh. If you'd like, we could. Uh... I'd love to. Really? Yeah. Just let me go to the coat check and get my broom. Why, you've already swept me off my feet. <laughs> Sacre bleu. This takes a lot longer without the computer around. Yeah, another day's dusting complete. Already? Usually that takes you all day. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Good thing I went, too. Some of those lower levels had a pretty substantial buildup. Well, look, it turns out all these computer switches need flipping when the computer's not here or whatever. I could do that without even getting up if I was sitting in your seat. Robotic arms, don't you know? Really? That's pretty impressive. Could you, uh, queue up and play a transmission from your seat? Well, let's see. Without the Quimby data store, I'm not entirely sure of the process, of course. Oh, it's easy. You just adjust the azimuth of the dish here. And you have to flip pretty much all of those switches in this row here to get sound into the cabin. They could probably just have one switch here, really. Right, great. Now dial this in, and you adjust according to the... Hmm. Well, thank you for coming in, Mrs. Jacobson. As I'm sure you know, Eileen is doing a fine job when it comes to the natural sciences. Frankly, Mr. Franklin, from the story she brings home, it's your performance that I'm worried about. I'm, I'm sorry? She came home mad as a wet hen about this science fair you're making them participate in. She told me all about how you told the students they have to have visual aids to pass. Well, of course, it's, it's an efficient way to present organized data sets. And Her I... father died of visual aids. Sorry, what? He had gotten it from his secretary, the bastard. They were on a business trip to boulder together. I'm, 
I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. I had no idea. Did, did he, I mean, did you, I mean, did you get, did he pass his aids on to you? Of course. He left me everything, and his personal effects were shipped home. Naturally, I had no use for a sample case of bison meat, so I had it made into jerky and donated it to a homeless shelter in his name. I'm sorry, what? Bison meat and jerky? I had his damnable visual aids cured, yes. Of course, I threw away all the frilly labels and notes Miss Butterfield prepared. So he didn't have uh, any kind of disease then, is that right? Well, I don't know about that. I hope not, but uh, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Okay, so then you can cut off the transmission with that one and dump it from the queue with the green one. No, the one with the sad face. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee that doesn't have anything to do with what happened to Earth. Yeah, I guess I could do that. Think of it as cleaning the detestable digital dust and downloaded detritus. Did you, uh, get hit in the head recently? <laughs> I've just been listening to a long recap of a game they used to play called Hoops. Yeah, apparently a direct descendant of Round Ball. Sounds intriguing. The only games I have rules for on my internal memory are Truth or Death, Tic Tac Die, and Hangman. Well, how about you just call up the next item in the queue, and I'll write out a list of keywords you can use to see if a transmission is going to be important. Okay, let's do it. Let's get some breakfast. You sure you're a hitman because you've been shooting at those guys all day and you haven't hit shit? Quiet down, quiet down. Let him speak. Go ahead, number two. Thank you, pencil sharpener. Everyone, I just returned from the Isle of Stationery, and the prognosis is not good. The shelves are just about empty. I did speak with some survivors. Did you rescue anyone? They were stacks of 250 single-ruled index cards, and I'm just one pencil. 250? Single-ruled index card. Were they four by six? Oh my god. It's September 1st. (gasps) Agenda, calm down. All you do is get everyone into hysterics. I only told you what day it is. Everyone, please, there's not much time. Okay, I know you're all scared, but we need to prepare for life off the shelves and in schools. Pens, get used to life without those caps, because they're usually the first to go. And apart from yellow, there's no guarantee for the rest of you highlighters. Pocket German translator, you're probably safe again this year. Klingt gut für mich. Quiet, quiet, they're coming. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay, roll call. Who's here? Um, highlighter? Here. Calculator? Here. Pencils? Here. Pencil sharpener? I'm here. Crayons? <laughs> a juice box? I'm not a juice box. I'm a juice pouch. I'm more environmentally friendly. Oh, my God. I dropped a cap. It's okay, everyone. Everything will be all right when you're on the other side. A number two pencil? You look more like a piece of petrified wood. I know you're all scared. Heck, I was too back in the day. But take it from me, school's not so bad. Will you come with us? Of course I will. We're all in the same backpack here, guys. Now that I think of it, do we have a backpack in here? Right here. You're not a backpack. You're a clearance aisle ladies' gym bag. 
The economy is real, bitch, I guess. Did you find everything you were looking for? Mm-hmm, thank you. Jimmy, you can't have this. You're diabetic. You don't want to have those sugar fits on the first day of school. Aw, Mom. Jesus Christ, Jimmy, don't do this here. I'm not your mother. I'm your father's wife. Juice, juice, please. Juice, please, you can make it. Just jump, jump into the cart here, please. No, no, number two, it wasn't meant to be. You'll be fine. Get in! You can make it, just go, just go, leave us, you can do it. Oh, fine, here I go. Oh no, guys, look. Look, he's trying to make it, but look, he may be too heavy for a jump this far. Well, he is a 12-pack after all. What did you expect? But that would mean... Hey, the Jeff. What's going on, Sheldon? You in good shape here? Great. I'm just gonna go play some hoops. Well, some of these transmissions are pretty interesting. You might want to write a full report. No, I'm pretty sure that's not what I want. I'm thinking it's time for some pure NHL action. Maybe when the computer gets back, she can rig up a simulation of a real nocturnal hoops league team. They only play at night, you know. Take this one, for instance. It appears that years after his death, the group United States was enamored of a man known as El Fudge. From what I can gather, he was a Spanish-American war hero. El Fudge? What's the Spanish-American war? No idea. He seems to have come to power traditionally, consolidating the media to his cause in 30-second increments. Known associates include a man called Ernie the Keebler. He lived in a tree. That can't be right. Let me see that. See? Here's an image of the little totems the tree men carved by hand. He's passing them out the window to symbolize to his followers that whenever their god closed a door, he opened a window. Like this. Sheldon, no! You can't open the window! Sure I can. No, I mean, you mustn't open the window. Because I'll die? If you say so. So the murderous part is built in. Well, I'm pretty sure I've got a lot to do. Yep, pretty busy day, big day, plenty to dust. Adios. What? Sheldon, wouldn't you rather keep working through this batch of recordings? What do I look like to you? A Monrovian sadmonger? Good morning, chap. Hey, you're back? Feeling better, computer? feel nice and relaxed and ready to go back to work. I like your tie, Jeffrey. Oh, it's, uh, it's all that's left of one of the jumpsuits. I think I'm going to need you to unpack another crate from storage. Oh, my God. No, it's cool, it's cool. I'll just wear this for a while. Did you bring us back anything? Anything French? Je n'ai pas la pêche. Où est le poisson? What? Est-ce que vous préférez français? You asked for French. That's French? Sorry. It's just something I heard in a transmission once. Bring me back something French. Never mind. Say, what's in there? Maybe I'm crazy, and I usually am, but I sometimes feel like warning shots could be more effective. So here's a fun thing to try. Next time, if someone tells you to fire a warning shot at somebody, you should aim for either the foot or the knee of your target. It's probably not what that person intended for you to do, but the target is still alive, Ergo, it is a warning, and it's more effective than the current warning shot, 
which should really be called a pretty shot. Oh wow, you fired your gun into the air. You sure show the air who's boss. If Charles and Heston weren't feeding worms, he'd call you a bad mother for really sticking it to the air. And meanwhile, while you're shooting your gun up in the air, your opponent has plenty of time to shoot things that are not the air. Namely, you, for being a moron. I mean, there has to be a reason that the legs don't contain vital organs. And I think it's so they can receive warning shots. Wow. Sheldon, can you? Uh, I'm sure I've got anything else to do. Computer, could you ask the cafe bot to send me a crab juice then? I'm gonna get back to work. Hello! Oh, hi, Larry. I didn't know you were going to be here. In the cafeteria. It's nice to see you again. Thanks. Um, I just thought, after last night, you might want some lunch. I, 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 I'm sorry about, well, I didn't, I have to go now. I guess I'll see you later then. Uh, what? Yes, Jeffrey, I'm coming. Frequency Earth, Robotic Arms, was written and directed by Rob Schultz and features production and additional writing by Russell August Anderson, with additional writing by Diani and Divine, featuring the vocal talents of G. Maximilian Zaru, Nicola Clark, Rob Schultz, Nick Mandernock, and Friermuth, Matt Walsh, Etta Divine, Gabriel Diani, Diana Wright, Matt Besser, Dan Waters, Kenny Beck, Jack Allison, Russell Anderson, Sasha Huff, and me, Tim Greer, with original music by Darius Holbert and Z-Rob. Special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. Tape operator Rocco Alloy.